0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. Happy Monday, Monday following July 4th layoff long weekend leading up to what is going to be the first inaugural Big 12 media days for the Cincinnati Bearcats in season one of Scott Satterfield's era, and then of course the Monday following fantastic AAU event, the YBL Peach Jam, wall-to-wall fun, up-and-down, big-time performances by Bearcat Targets and Bearcat Commits. And then, of course, it's a Monday where both teams continue to improve, continue to wear on their off-season preparations for year one in the Big 12. And it's also a Monday where I have not one, not two, but three guys. That's right. We are back. Together, the the wolf pack is complete, the the four amigos, if you will. So, without further ado, it's time to bring in my guys, my pals, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer, gentlemen. How are we? What an intro! <laughs> what an intro!
1: <laughs>
0: what an intro!
1: We're money. Uh, money bro. So there's a long volleyball weekend into a a long volleyball week. So.
0: Yeah. We'll break it down. Are we talking championships? Are we talking, no, talking practices? Try,
1: so tryouts. Uh, they do for some reason now they do club tryouts in July for a season that starts in like December. Huh. OK. Yeah. So she had three different clubs that she tried out for Huh. Um, that took up the whole weekend and then school tryouts are next week. So there's a camp this week to get ready for school tryouts next week. So that'll be tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday volleyball camp and then tryouts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So it's a, there's a lot. There's a lot
0: happening. I mean, I feel like at that age, 5 months, there can be a lot of development, a lot of a lot of growth athletically. So uh, yeah, could be could be able to to find a diamond in the rough at these tryouts, I guess if you will, so We'll oh, the the one
1: tryout they have. I think four teams, uh, of like nine girls, ten girls each team, mm-hmm. and there was one hundred and seventy girls there trying out for one age group. Yep. Well. Yep.
0: Hopefully, uh, hopefully the she, name she, gets called. There we
1: go. She made one of them for sure, and then there's a second one that she is kind of like in the let's see where everything shakes out phase.
0: So, well, there you go. Yeah, that's best it's of a lot. Life. Best of it's life. a lot. <laughs> I believe it. I believe that's what that's what single parents have
1: to do. You got to take yeah.
0: care of everything. I hear you. Hey, Aaron, sir,
2: Aaron, how are we, buddy? I'm doing fine. We had a baseball tournament in West Virginia, uh, about two hours away, up in Bridgeport. Uh, so we were there, and yeah. No, no, uh, no, no hardware this time around. Uh, the a couple of the teams there had only lost twice all, all summer. So you win some, you lose some.
0: Any
1: ding dongs? Not this time. Not, not. Like not
2: the, there were some on the team, but not,
1: okay. not ours. Not ones that he's connected to.
0: Right. Would have been a nice little appetizer for the. Uh, the Home Run Derby, which I hope none of you fans are listening to, and everyone instead is locked in here and and ready for you know full on the dog days of summer podcast and of the Bearcat sports. So, you know, luckily
1: so- we've we've only got a couple weeks left.
0: We are all we uh, we have almost made it. Yeah,
1: We're- I think we got two shows after this one, and then camp will be underway. So. Starting camp preview stuff here, you know, Keegan's gonna be at Media Days uh Wednesday. this week, yep. Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, we'll be we'll be two weeks from camp.
0: TBT coming later. I you know it's it, it's wild the nasty natty threw out that like tweet saying everyone who's worn a jersey has a bear cat, please so that wasn't worded great. Nah it's it, like it's like okay that place been <laughs> been littered with fans i mean mike
1: boston was like i am in
0: yeah it's like i have worn a jersey before <laughs> I will be there. but i mean i, I don't know but I, that, that'll be fun to see how they how they do in year two summer league for the basketball players going on right now landers not only trey scott so something to uh continue track but yeah right around the corner football season we're gonna get all of so that we are
1: we we are at that point where we are like limping to the finish line at the end of summer because there's just not a ton happening yeah but you can see like the light is at the end of the tunnel you can yeah. see it it's like the ring light right here above my head it's right there Ed's it's definitely going to the uh to the holy grail
0: definitely. oh that's a smart move that is one smart move. I, another guy who can go, and actually an alone I played on a team, wasn't a basketball team, but, you know, I, it was still a team. That, that's Ryan Royer. Ryan, sir, how was the uh, fourth, and, and how are we?
3: Fourth yeah, catch was, us up. It's been a while. I know. The fourth was all right. Uh, not the best weather uh, where I was up at Lake Erie, so I uh, didn't have that great of a fourth, but. It was still good to get the five day break. That was nice into a short week. Gosh. Felt great, um, dude, Roy, That's what I was
0: talking about real quick. The beginning of last pod, I, and and you listened already, so so you know what I said. Thanks for listening as well, by the way. Um, <laughs> I I mentioned how is is July Fourth falling
3: on Tuesday the best day for it to fall on. I think it is. Because that is. Monday, taking off that Monday is just. Too easy. No one's gonna bat an eye at anything. Now, if it was a Wednesday, it's kind of like, oh, it's two days. A gray know. area there. Yeah.
1: Like, Wednesday oh, is kinda... definitely the worst.
3: I would say Thursday. The worst. Thursday would
0: probably be the best because I I was I was in at work on Wednesday and I was just like, I was like, gosh, they need to give us the day after Fourth of July off. This is this is yeah. a drag. And then we had a football commit at like eleven forty-five p.m. And I like, yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm not gonna lie, I, I was asleep. Cause I mean, come on! After that long ass weekend, no way I'm going to be awake. One
1: of one of like the four days all year, you're asleep by eleven forty-five.
0: I, I know. I was I was surprised to myself. <laughs> Woke up to like. Late- I mean,
1: I'm not throwing stones. I am asleep zero days of the year. Right. Eleven
0: thirty at night. Zero days. Zero. I gotta. Yeah. I mean, you're Big Fella had to get some Z's, man. Big Fella had to catch some Z's after that long weekend, man. But uh, you know, it's it's it was more of a woke up and had like so many text messages and like notifications. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like what happened? Like I I was in a daze at like 5am and I was like, Oh yeah. Commitment. Okay. We can go back to bed for another hour. So it was good, but yeah, Royer, good to have you back, brother.
3: Great to Uh, be back.
0: We, we quite missed you, quite missed you, but uh, quite a lot to also dive into. Um, You know, I, and, and say, like that, those five days, you're driving your car around and, and you know, carefully and and, and, and in and a good sense. And, but you do, it's got that wear and tear. It's got that, you know, you need an oil change. Good, thank Your a blood change.
1: alcohol content is below 0.08. Uh, yeah. You don't yeah. have a cooler full of beer in the car. Not anywhere not near that. Headed point two to the local recycling facility. Your tires all work.
0: You are in Cincinnati. You don't think that you're in Indianapolis, but you are in Cincinnati. One hundred percent, you're in Cincinnati. The cop
1: doesn't have to say
0: you don't live in
1: Cleveland; you live in Cincinnati.
0: There's not a Taylor Swift concert going on in the background. I mean, (laughs) so many things go into this, but
3: shake it off, shake it off.
0: There you go.
3: How was that? How was that? By the way, it was.
1: It was all right. I didn't. I didn't have. uh, I didn't have a bad time. It was a good time. It was a good vibe. Everybody was super friendly. Um, it was it was okay. Year. Oh, she had. Yeah. So I didn't, we went Friday. We were outside, just kind, kind of, of taking everything in. You could hear the show perfectly. You just couldn't see it. And then she went Saturday with Chelsea. Um, so I didn't have to worry about Saturday. I dropped her off at two o'clock. They brought her home at 1130. It was perfect.
0: I, perfect. I mean, Roy, the man—the man who left the screen down here, to your, to your—I uh, mean, I can't even tell if right or left. is your left. He—he's the biggest T Swift hater out there, man. He's
3: Why in fact—he always gets so goddamn mad about it. I'm so talking.
0: mad about it, and in fact, he's got an album coming out about his despise of T Swift, oh, and the, uh, I cannot wait to hear it. The diss track. The diss track, baby. Is the it? Is he,
1: you're doing a diss track, Aaron?
0: No, there's a hundred other things I'd rather talk about. It's than... it's called like like down with down with the con- Swift, down with the Swift. Aaron's Aaron's version. Down, down with the the Swiftness. Two weeks ago, Aaron's we're version. still talking about it. The vault in the vault.
1: Ryan asked me a question. Aaron, calm <laughs> down.
0: I mean, anyway, she she did come out with some new with some new cuts. Oh man, those are slapping. I don't know if you've heard them yet, Royer, but
3: they be slapping. Um, Hey, the new, you know the what? New, uh, the new album or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The old album. Well, the the, new, album. the revamped Taylor's album, version. Think.
0: But there are like, what? Are, are there four new songs or or I whatever see. it is that you did in the vault or whatever? Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's, that's talking T Swift here on the BBP. I think that's like a month straight. We've gotten at least a little bit in there. But, uh, you know, back to the fact is, you know, the Danco transmission, and I don't care. Get, her, get yourself a check on. With the car, you know, if if Aaron, you know, T-Switch comes on the radio and he drives into a ditch or something, you know, it's uh, safely, safely. But, uh, you know, he's got to go get the car fixed afterwards and uh, go Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Tell Danco Joe that Chad sent you, Royer sent you, you know, the BBP sent you. He'll get you 10% off your next fixing, $10 off your next oil change. That's right. Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Love you, Danko Joe. But uh, you know, guys, one thing that doesn't need fixing is uh, the fact that the Bearcats are in the Big Twelve. You know, Ryan, you weren't here for the the inaugural talk of the 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 flee into the Big Twelve, if you will. So I, you know, we, we kind of shut the door and shut the book on the AAC last week. But I'm not going to let you get off that easily. I'm going to have to ask you for your your favorite memory of the AAC, AAC and then we, and then we completely shut that book on the DVP
3: Um. I'll keep it with the AAC then it's gotta be the beating Houston at home to go into the college football playoff. Hmm. I mean, you could all, you could throw Notre Dame in there. You could throw the playoff itself in there, but strictly AAC that, that sticks out obviously. And then um, beating UCF when uh, Ahmad had the pick six. Yep. (laughs) Those were, those, those are the, some of the best moments right there. Those are some of the best moments in, Bearcat history too, so Amen. yeah, not Maybe just yeah. AAC, just period. Agree. Yeah. Period. But we're gonna have we're gonna have to do some uh, some big things in order to make some Big Twelve moments like that. But I'm excited, I'm excited to see if we can pull it off. See, that's
0: that's the thing, Ryan. You know, not only was that a big moment, taking down Houston in the AAC championship game. Not only was it a big moment, beating UCF with the sauce, Gardner picked six, also beat UCF at UCF the year after that, and also happened to beat UCF at home, that big special college football playoff season. But according to to the media, in the Big 12 this year, Cincinnati doesn't have much chance to beat Houston or UCF in the standings. Ryan, did you get a chance to see where the Bearcats fell on the preseason poll for the Big 12 this upcoming year? I did not. Where do they have us at? I'll I'll read them off just real fast for you. 1, Texas. 2, Kansas State. 3, Oklahoma. 4, Texas Tech. 5, TCU. 6, Baylor. 7, Oklahoma State. 8, UCF. 9, Kansas. 10, Iowa State. 11, BYU. Are you still listening, Ryan? 12, Houston. 13... Cincinnati 14, West Virginia.
3: <laughs> Epic stance there, man. Um, don't agree with it. Uh, don't agree. <laughs> not a good look for uh, not a good look for the boys coming in to start the year from that poll, but I don't think that's reflective. I mean, I don't give much don't give much to that kind of shit, to be honest with you. Um I think it's just, I think it's good locker room fuel for for the guys. Um, If they needed any more reason to be motivated, um, especially with the new staff, there's always going to be a buzz guys trying to prove themselves and you throw this in the mix. Um, I kind of like it almost kind of already being looked down on and haven't even, haven't even started camp yet. So obviously, you know, we, we've talked for some, we've talked so many weeks about how there's so many games that are just going to be toss ups and, you could, you, we could be right in this spot. We could be right at thirteen, and or we could be right pushing the top four. You never, you never know what's going to happen, um, especially with so many teams just so close and so similar, and like six, six to ten points difference every single week. So right, I, I, it just, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, I'm excited to prove, prove this poll wrong. Um, I think we will. You know, a couple of things stick out to me. Chad and Aaron have you
0: know kind of dove into this quite a bit, but um, you know, it, it it's been more of a situation where you know it's it's a lot of unknowns surrounding the team. But this whole fact of the matter is that the chip on the shoulder, the you know, the tough, the grit. You know, we talked with Nico a couple of times on the spot, and he's that's that's what he wants, and he thinks he's starting to get that out of the team, which. Gives me hope that this 13 is nothing more than just another added chip under the shoulder of all these players. You know, I but real quick, you know, Ryan, you're you're relatively new to the media landscape of things. Aaron and Chad, Chad, especially you've been in the media for quite a while. Uh I'm here's a quick you. look. Here's a quick look at the 2022 preseason poll for the Big 12 media poll. Number one, they picked Baylor. Baylor finished sixth. Number two, they picked Oklahoma. Oklahoma finished seventh. Number three, they picked Oklahoma State. They finished fifth. Fourth, they picked Texas. They finished third. Pretty much what I'd say is number five was Kansas State. They played in the Big 12 championship game. And then, of course, number seven, TCU played in the Big 12 championship game and later into the college football playoff again in the 2021 preseason poll. It went one, Oklahoma, two, Iowa State, three, Texas. Then four, you have Oklahoma State. They played in the Big 12 championship game in number eight out of ten teams in the preseason poll, Baylor. They won the Big 12 championship game. So Chad and Aaron, kind of the fact that it it is a media poll and these new teams that these medias – they don't quite know much about the new teams. They, they We don't just, know
1: much about this team. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we're the media. Does that kind of give give a different light to it and, and might be something where, as Ryan alluded to, that the players don't really give much credence to it? Or do you think it'll be something like a bulletin board material? I'm sure it'll mean, be on
1: the bulletin board. Like, right. That you want the players to feel that chip on their shoulder, to feel disrespected. But, I mean would we really feel better if they were picked 10th or 11th? Like we don't know anything about this team's offense, anything. True. Kevin Gerhardt is the only returning starter that we know with any confidence. Yeah. There's going to be but, two new tackles. There's going to be two new guards. There's going to be a new quarterback. We don't know exactly who's, we know the running backs, but we don't know who's going to be, the guy that wins the job. We don't know any of the wide receivers. We think Shimon's going to be great, but he's played about as many snaps as Royer has in his career.
3: <laughs> are you talking about <laughs> special teams? Are you talking about – Just in general, snaps.
1: snaps, like snaps.
3: Yeah. Damn it. you probably right on that one. Damn, I'm sorry, Shimon. He's taking a shot at you there. <laughs> no, he
1: got hurt. Like he would have played a bunch of snaps last year.
3: I'm going to show him. You
1: don't want. So the reality is, he want, hasn't played a ton of snaps. We don't know anything about this offense. Anything.
3: Chad, I'm just so saying. You don't want. You don't I don't want have Royer a problem without in the same sentence. If you're talking about, if you <laughs> it was, it was, it was a shot.
1: It was unnecessary. It was uncalled <laughs> for. But it was funny, and that's what I'm it going was. for.
3: I like. I like Sometimes
1: it. on a podcast, it's good to laugh. Yes. Um. We don't know anything, and and on the defense. We know a little bit more, but aside from what threats, the entire secondary is probably going to be new.
2: Got the reality
1: is linebacker is going to be new. We know the defensive line, but there's still half or two thirds of the defense that weren't here last year or weren't playing significant roles last year. So I, I can't hold, I can't harbor any ill will for the media putting UC at the bottom of the conference. But like we said, they don't play four of the top five teams in the conference. I don't think the media combed over every schedule and every nook and cranny. So that's one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They they avoid what are voted as four of the top five teams. Two, this has been, as Brent just illustrated, I don't think it was specifically the, the point he was making directly, but indirectly, the margins in this conference are razor thin. And the games are generally close and they're decided in the fourth quarter and one or two losses here that that weren't supposed to happen or one or two wins there that you weren't supposed to get. And all of a sudden, because everything is so bunched up, you go from 12th to 7th. And that part is what makes, I think, the prospects of this conference long term so incredibly fun. But there are going to be years that you're going to want to pull your hair out. Because you're going to be Oklahoma State that plays in the championship game and then falls back to the pack the next year. Or Baylor that plays in the championship game and falls to the pack next year. That could, If you go back and look at TCU, they won games by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin chin all year last year. They lost the Big 12 championship game. And then they played in the playoff and made it to the championship, the national championship. So like any of those, any one of those games that they won in the last second or in breathtaking fashion or whatever goes the mm-hmm. other way. And we're, we're not talking about TCU at all. So I, I think that's what's exciting about this league. Do I think they'll finish 13th? No, because I think the schedule sets up for them to finish closer to the middle of the pack than the bottom. But there are so many unknowns. There are going to potentially be so many close games that – It is what it is. Like, I I don't fault the media for saying, like, I'm looking at all these teams from 10,000 feet, which is what they're doing, and and thinking that Cincinnati is going to have their struggles. First year head coach, new coordinators, all new team, new system, like all of those things point to Cincinnati might struggle to hit the ground running next year. Will it be true? We don't know. That's, that's why, fortunately enough, that's why they play the games. Now, far, if, they can't, if they can't
2: beat Houston. In a far less wordy answer, I will just say that <laughs> they had to fill like 40-ish scholarships. There are more question marks than answers on this team. We haven't seen the vast majority of people on this team. So if we don't know what we don't know as people who cover the team, there's no way in hell anybody else from the media is going to know anything about this team.
0: Right.
1: I've been doing the, you know, I'm, I'm getting a bunch of requests to do interviews right. and, and do all that stuff because the season is is approaching. Right. right. And you would like, tell us about Cincinnati's offense. I'm like, no. I can't. I can't. can't. Don't know what Gavin, to tell you.
2: <laughs> monologue on Gavin Gerhardt. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: that's I know Gavin Gerhardt. That's my dog. I'm like I'm good with Gavin. That's my boy. boy. Uh, boy. Other than that, shit. I, your guest is as good as mine. Bill in Oklahoma. Like I don't know.
2: <laughs> Next caller.
1: <laughs> no, the the Oklahoma guys texted me afterwards, and, and like I did something uh, on a radio station in Tulsa. They had had me on in the years Tulsa about you know, it's their it was their obligatory we have to talk about Tulsa segment that week. Uh, and they invited me on, which is very nice of them. But normally they talk about Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. So they were like, great. Now we can have Chad on and talk about the stuff we want to talk about. Um, and like they texted me back afterwards and they were like, man, we love brutal honesty. I'm like, well, what do, you, what do you want me to tell you that I know about this offense? Yeah. I I could ask guys on the team. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be like, I don't know, man. Like we're going to have to <laughs> find out.
0: I, I got a couple things I want to throw at at Ryan. Um, obviously you didn't go through a coaching like at like, all.
1: like what like a, a lamp? Are you going to throw one of those pictures at him?
0: I think I I think he he could catch probably anything. I think he that.
1: probably could, but I'm just curious if you're going to throw things at him. I'd like to know what they. I'm gonna
0: are. I'm going to throw you know a Chains scenario ball? at him. Okay. I mean,
1: Here we go, gonna, yo. Here we go, yo. Gonna so jog, what, jog the brain. What, so what's the, the scenario? It. Gonna oh, jog the brain, brain a little bit.
0: bit. Um. So, obviously, you, you didn't go through a coaching change. Uh, Well, I, I mean, yeah, not what you did. But, anyway. uh,
1: I mean, you could consider Freeman going through a coaching change.
0: Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. um, right. and, and, obviously, position coaching change and whatnot. But, yes, we don't know what the offense looks like as one unit. But what we do know is Emory Jones was 85th in the country coming out of high school, had to sit behind two NFL players his first half, you know, few years at Florida played all right. In the last year that Dan Mullen was head coach and got fired at Florida. And he went to an Arizona state team. That was just all a mess. Coach gets fired midway through the year situations that the 85th player in the country probably won't find giant success in. And now he's got a chance with, with with a blank slate and a, a coach in year one, who's trying to prove something himself. Then you've got a four star 162nd ranked in the country, Corey Kiner at running back, who similar situations now trying to make a name for himself with a new staff, with with a new scheme. Then you've got the 60th player in the country coming out of high school, Xavier Henderson at wide receiver, another four-star. Then you have Shamal Mateer, who's a four-star, who is playing at the tight end position. So that's every position room has a highly rated recruit who might have the chance to kind of show what they can do under a new staff, Luke Kandra, a four-star guard, who's going to have this new ability to play at Cincinnati under the same scheme that he's been learning with Scott Satterfield at Louisville. You got Trevor Radosavich, who had twenty starts and was back-to-back years of all-league player while you know in, in the Ivy League, which is you know I, I imagine that's a, a good breeding ground for the offensive line groups. And then Gerhardt's a known, and then I will I will say the tackles are the unknown. So, with the new staff, raw talent, don't you agree that the ability for that raw talent to kind of expose itself and, and come out and really have the ability to show what they can do with an added chip on the shoulder of maybe
3: not having success at previous stops? I hate being the guy that doesn't give, like, an answer either way. Uh, I do somewhat agree with you because it kind of lets guy it, it kind of takes, like, the the – like sometimes guys can get locked down and like their role get locked down and like the what they're known for and like what the coaches want of them, they can kind of get put in a box and they kind of like don't get to go out there and shine and show they can do more than that. And like with a new staff, it's like everyone's trying out um, again, like to show what they can do and kind of just, Hey, let's see what so-and-so can do. Let's let us let them off the hook and just let them go do their thing. And when you have like uh A program like how we had it was very structured it was very like not that they didn't like guys do what they do but like they you kind of find your role and you do your role and it's hard to break out of it sometimes and i think a lot of guys have that opportunity now but at the same time it's not you can't have it's going to be hard to like showcase things if there's going to be like disorganization you know the offense isn't clicking you know, it's going to be hard for Corey to to find some holes if the O-line isn't clicking well. They're not fi- giving him lanes to run through. Right. Uh, same thing for Emery. If the O-line's not clicking, he's going to be running all around, can't find his groove, can't get his timing going with his rec- receivers. Mm-hmm. And same thing for the receivers on the receiving end of that. And But I, I do I do think it's, it's fair to say it's kind of like a, a tryout again, like how I mentioned with a new staff guys, they get to kind of just go, go play again and go show, like I can do this, this, and this. Maybe I wasn't able to uh, showcase that the past couple of years, but as long as the offense and defense can, you know, get their system in, get guys confident and comfortable and get things organized without that, though, you won't be able to go out there and, and, and ball the way you can. Chad, you know, just listening off those, those players. I, I mean, you
0: you mentioned it on the basketball side all the time. It's a lot different because there's only five players on the field. and I mean, on the court at once, and there's only 13 total scholarship players on the roster. But I, that's top of the roster Big 12 talent. Uh, that, that was just listed off. Sure, a lot of schematics need to be figured out. Sure, you need the offensive line to kind of form as, as one. But, yes, the unknowns are, Unknown when it comes to the offensive side, but the talent. Well said. Well said. The talent is there. I I think everything I said the last five minutes has been pretty well said. I got to agree that, yes, the the, the talent is there to mold something into a product that can at least go out there and and hang if needed.
1: Sure. Like, I I don't think the question, I don't think the problem is they don't have any talent, like a lack of like the roster is just barren. Mm -hmm. Like, but guess what? every team in this league, you're not in the American anymore. Right. So every team in this league as currently constructed has a bunch of talent. So the question becomes what's the, how does the talent connect with the coaching staff? Is the coaching staff able to put them in position to win games in the fourth quarter and then to go win games in the fourth quarter? Because I think that's going to be the overarching theme of whether or not this team has success. Get to the fourth quarter with a chance to win the game. And then, two, do they go win the game? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that continuity takes a little while to build. You know? I mean, worst-case scenario, you get to the fourth quarter and they're not in very many games. With their defense, I don't think that's going to be the case. But we have to find out, can the offense keep up? when? Mm -hmm. Like, I think a perfect way to look at it is like, you know, when you have a, a spurt in the second quarter or second into third quarter where a team goes up, you know, 31 to 20. Right. Do you have the offense to put a touchdown on the board, mm-hmm. get a stop, and then force the situation on the next drive? Like, yeah. do you, or do you have that ability? Because this isn't going to be a situation where even if, you know, Ryan, you can attest to this. You guys had multiple games over even the Peach Bowl and the the Sugar Bowl year. Multiple games where you didn't play at the top of your game. But the other team wasn't able to jump up 11, 14, 17 points on you. So that part was never overly tested. That's going to be tested in this league no matter how good you are. Like TCU had to come back from double-digit deficits a number of times. Are you going to be able to do that? Like, if you're able to do that, then you're going to be in pretty good shape. And you're going to have a chance to go to a bowl game, a pretty good bowl game, because every bowl game in this conference is pretty good. Like, you're going to have a chance to play a pretty good bowl game and and set the tone for what the rest of your, you know, the the path going forward in the Big 12 looks like. If you struggle and you get into those 31-20 situations, and next thing you know, it's 38 and then 41 to 20, then you're in trouble. So I think that's going to be like the key element. That's why I think the offensive question is so important that, yeah, even though there's talent, are they going to be able to say, all right, you know, maybe we sputtered a little bit in the first quarter and early second quarter, but we got to keep pushing and turn it on because if not, this game's going to get out of hand. And then it's 31, 28, and then it's, you know, 35, 31, and you're winning. Right. Like that. that's going to be the question I think that's going to have to be answered more than anything.
0: And obviously TCU is is going to be a team that if, if any team is able to rise from, from lower in the Big 12 preseason poll and make a run towards the top, they're going to mention all TCU, how, how they were able to have somewhat of a Cinderella season. And, you know, I, I think a lot of that came down to the defense, which was, which was really strong as well, but yeah. also the qu- quarterback play. And and Max Duggan was just a gamer, and uh, he single-handedly, you know, had had performances that put them in position to come back and win, and you know, have have the amount of success that they had in year one with the new coach. So, I think I wouldn't consider them an anomaly because they had a lot of you know returning players that were really good. But obviously, it's going to be something that if anyone has success from the bottom and rises up, it's going to be like, oh, they're having well, a TCU season.
1: Yeah, they did exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that's, yeah. that's the blueprint for where Cincinnati's at mm-hmm. is, you know, they, their defense was good, but it wasn't always perfect. Mm-hmm. And when the defense wasn't perfect, the offense picked it up. Yeah. And they were able to win a bunch of games late. And they rode that wave once they caught momentum. Now, am I saying that's potential for this Cincinnati team? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you're going to have to do things like that. In order to get to, like I said, I think the ceiling is eight and four. I think the floor is four and eight, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which means six and six. As somebody said, I think six and six, like I think six and six is probably the most likely. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Jeffrey. But I mean, are you going to be able to jump up and win a couple that you weren't supposed to if you do that might be in a good spot? I have talked way too much the past 20 minutes.
0: I've talked a lot too as well so Aaron let's get your point of view if if, if Emory Jones has a great season and, and and shouts of course to Keegan for a, for a really nice article kind of what giving the background and was. everything coming up, yeah. up about Emery and his mother and, and the the rise to stardom at a young age for uh that's why I hired for young good. for young Emery um but then now all of a sudden just kind of struggle weird scenarios to coaches that you know we're done kind of had weird hot hot seat Uh, he he got thrown into the starting quarterback role with two seats that are hotter than i don't even know the arizona state sun devils how about that but yeah it's it's uh it's a situation now where he gets to come in fresh with the new staff and you know pete thomas who a young position coach who's also someone that a lot of people have started to love and and really buy into i i mean if if emory Emery might be the, the the singular player on the offensive side that, if he can break out and have the type of season a lot of people thought he might have coming out of high school, then who knows?
2: Yeah, it sounds like I mean, it sounds like he, he's got a situation where there's an offense that he sought out, like he, he sought mm-hmm. out this specific type of offense. Uh, it sounds like he and his mother both had you know questions as far as how the coach was going to handle him, and it seems that they had questions, at least in her words, uh, that no one else was going to be asking a coach, and it seems like they got all the answers that they wanted. Uh, it seems like there's a, a pretty good relationship already forming between uh, both Emory and uh, Pete, Coach Pete, and uh, that's you know great to hear, obviously, and gr- granted, it's only going to be for one year, but you figure this is – hes he's playing with – really house money, right? Like he has nothing to lose this season, everything to gain. And I think that, I think that you're going to see probably a looser leash with a quarterback in his fifth year that's playing for his career, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. Anything that may happen after college is, is what he's playing for. And I think that, I think that we may see some things that, maybe he's not even expecting of himself. And I'm cautiously optimistic um, because we haven't seen anything to be pessimistic about at this point. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we see all sorts of great things out of Emory Jones.
0: Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what they have to, uh, to bring that offensive side, because obviously the defense is, is something that a lot of people already know about, uh, you know, that Dante Corleone was, mm-hmm. is, one of the players that'll be joining uh coach Scott Satterfield at the media days this upcoming Wednesday and Thursday, as along with Emory Jones, as mentioned, Juwan Briggs and Deshaun Pace. So three of those guys are returning players, returning starters on uh well, returning big time players. Dante wasn't yeah. necessarily a starter on the team um last season. And, and when Royer comes back, I want to pose the question to him that you guys kind of broke down a little bit on uh, your nightcap, but um this is crazy. A four-man pod is, is just me and you right now, Aaron. That's let's, fine. Let's, let's... Well,
2: I mean, of the names you brought up though, with I know I said that Emery was playing with House Money, you essentially have the same situation with both Deshaun and with Juwan Briggs, right? Like where they have everything to play for this season. And if it if like they they don't have an option of if they want to continue playing of failing this season, right? Like if you, yeah. if you failed this season, then you're probably not going to get a shot in the NFL. You're probably looking at uh, XFL, CFL, AFL, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that you have a lot of guys in this type of situation, especially this season um, guys that they've brought in um, some of the transfers who only have one year left uh, where they have, they're all playing with house money. And yeah. I think that, I think that Satterfield's. I, I believe that he's gambling on that. He's he's putting all of his his chips on. Give these guys the full go to do whatever it is that you do. Give me everything that you have, and let's see what happens where the chips fall.
0: Yeah, I and, and one of those players is Big Jalen Hunt, who, Richard, senior transfer from Michigan State. I I, I believe his commitment went relatively under the radar. Um, he he was, never announced it. Right, with the, <laughs> the Xavier
1: books. makes it a little difficult.
0: With the uh, Xavier Henderson route, but uh, didn't didn't have quite the quite the media hounding as Henderson. But you know, I, that's that's another guy that's just huge, and it's kind of funny that Nico Nico kind of talked about it in in his last Dead. you know time on the pod. And of course, the the board went haywire with it. They were like, "Wait, everybody about? went Who? Michigan State? What I do you mean?" Just,
1: Guess we're allowed
0: to talk about that now. <laughs> <laughs> a big fella from Michigan State. Who we got? And of course, sure enough, they were able to to, to pinpoint exactly who it was. But yeah, a, a lot of players in that final year ready to try and make a, uh, a big name for themselves. So um, that'll be exciting. And I'm still waiting for Royer to come back to, to pose that question. But uh, I, he's making boiled eggs. Def- definitely. Uh, but I, obviously, it, you know. The media guide was, I, I believe, what, that that Twitter handle said that it was the first media guide of all of the college teams to be posted. So, shouts to Zach and, and all that crew for getting everything together, especially with so much turnover and craziness. But Dave yeah. did a good good job kind of pinpointing kind of the offensive line, mentioned 12 wide receivers listed, the, the defensive line having some just absolute dudes. Uh, this, this team is not lacking for size just based off of what – Dave was kind of being able to point out coming out of that, uh, that first old uh, game, you know, program, if you will, the uh, media guide. So that'll be exciting to see how those pieces are put together. Um, Dante and Mason Fletcher named on the first team, all big 12. I'm surprised there as they, uh, they're two of the best of their position in the entire country, not just the league. So um, that is, uh, I I don't even know if, Ryan's never gonna come back, but uh, aside from that, Happy it's big Big Twelve media day starting Wednesday and Thursday. Chad, you, you kind of you hinted at but, something possibly on Thursday being uh being you know.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it. Look, they they do a bunch of part of media days is they do photo shoots and you know they they do a bunch of stuff that's mm-hmm. they, they do more than just show up and talk to the media for an hour. Like there's a lot more to it than that. Right. They can't wear the underarm uniforms. No. They're not sponsored by underarm anymore. No. So they have to wear something. Okay. If they don't, they could really make a statement. But Pat Fitzgerald uh, advises against it. So they will have to be wearing something on Thursday. One would be, I think, safe to assume that it would be a uniform.
0: Aaron. Wow. I, I would agree with that. Right. Yes. Okay. Continue. Yes. Let's get out of this hole. It'll be uniform. Correct. Yes.
1: That's my, that's my, that's my belief. Okay. Is that they will be wearing a uniform when they do photo shoots at media day and that it won't be an Under Armour uniform. Okay. So you can take from that whatever you like. Uh, But you know, logic, logic is important people.
0: Sometimes Someone needs to like, send Royer a new a new shirt. Got this, I'm, got I'm this t- Under t- Armour thing right here. I'm man. totally
2: here for them not wearing a uniform and just wearing like shoulder pads and helmets. Yeah, just just wearing Nike, like just nothing specific. Just keep it a secret for as long you boys, as you can. <laughs> hey, boys, Eric. ready
3: for the BSN Sports jerseys from Nike?
1: <laughs> just like- I say track suits with pads. Oh, I heard
3: pin. that they're that they took um Elmer's glue, purple glue stick, and they're gluing it, the Jordan logo, onto the basketball jerseys this year. Um that's just the rumor on the street. I got sources, Chad. Sources. <laughs> Did they at least iron it on with the glue? They're trying, but the glue melts too much when you iron it. Does, it. Like it does. Okay. if it's purple on the white home jerseys, it just kind of looks bad. Are you
1: saying Friggy doesn't have like a like a needle and thread? Like you can't, you <laughs>
3: can't sew it all. Yeah, we need to get Dalvin down there to, to, to uh, to solve the crisis. I mean, man.
1: Dalvin greater than Friggy. I, I would agree with that. Friggy, yeah, the guy that does the basketball, the younger uh, Friggy, I, I, not I not Bill that does the equipment.
3: And shout out my my man Rick Flick, the goat, the goat. is the man, Rick Flick, the goat.
0: But uh, yeah, Ryan's back. So I'm going to pose a question that they uh, <laughs> that they touched on at, in in one of the nightcaps recently, Ryan, uh, and that was if uh, it, it, and it was gonna it was right with the flow. Now we're a little out of flow, and Chad did have a joke. I didn't want to touch on the joke. I kind of just sat there and all, so uh we're not going to even go back to that, so we're going to go back to what I originally was going to ask you when I came back, and your scream was, was great. I got so jokes. I got Segway. jokes. Got what jokes. a segue that was. I got jokes. I got jokes. Great. So, uh...
1: Jokes and jokes and jokes. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Spaghetti.
0: Year one in a, in the Big 12, obviously, it's going to be tough no matter how you slice it. But... <laughs> the
3: hell's if going
0: on? I have no, I have no idea. But say, uh, say there was no coaching change this past offseason. Say that everything was peaches and cream. Say that the, uh, you know, it was the same as a year before. Just moving on to another season, bringing in that recruiting class and and the returning players on the roster and a head coach Luke Fickle. Just real fast, Ryan. What would be your guess in a 14 team Big 12 where they would might have slotted the Bearcats in year one?
3: Um definitely top four. I would probably I don't know, man, because Oklahoma's Oklahoma had a bad year. Texas didn't do shit. TCU. I don't know. I'd say I'd say anywhere from four three to four. I think.
1: Here's what's important in that question, I think though, Brett. Preseason. Or like knowing what we knew after the season. Because I don't think anybody, nobody does this more than us. I don't think anybody looked at that team before the te- the season and said, nine draft picks. Like, I think we said there would be six, seven, if a couple guys had a great season, it could inch, you know. But nobody was like, oh, this is a team with nine NFL dudes on it.
2: We also didn't see the Thorpe Award going to anybody not named Sauce Gardner.
1: Yeah,
0: it, you know, it it would be interesting though if like Tyler Scott would have decided to come back for another season, or if you know, say, I mean, maybe
1: Ben comes back now.
0: <laughs> maybe we're gonna we're gonna pile on that joke from earlier on, but uh, I'm not know, piling
1: I, on. I'm saying that like there's there's
3: a shitstorm. Oh shit! I just realized.
0: Yeah, isn't that crazy, Roy? Uh, yeah, I my didn't
3: even put that together yet. Dude. Yeah,
0: my group chat was saying like,
3: like that ben, ben transferred and his coach just got fired. How did you not put that together? Oh I my just, god! I don't know. I just haven't even like gave a thought for a second. Hey, bud. Is that one of your best friends? friends?
0: <laughs> I
1: know.
3: Well, it happened. It happened when I was when I was in the gym, and I was like, oh, here we go. Like, and I'll read about this when I'm done. And by the time I got done and cooked dinner and Showered, I had to jump right on here, so I didn't even think much of it.
0: Hey, Ben, checking in on you, buddy.
3: <laughs> Everything going on hey out right there in the windy city? He can't catch it. You think a I rain. could be
1: the football coach at Northwestern?
3: <laughs> I could go, I could go take the reins.
0: Wildcats treat you. Uh, I, I, oh, boy. I, I, God, we could. I, we could take this a lot of places. We're not going to, but yeah, I mean, maybe just check in on Ben. to make sure everything's
3: off. Yeah. Just text him <laughs> right now and be one like, one. hey, you want to come, come on the pod? Shrek. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Send him a gift. But yeah, I mean, what? I think it would be interesting to see where they would have slotted them. Chad, as you mentioned on the, uh, on the night club, nightcap, they would have given fickle the uh, benefit of the doubt as well. So probably would have been a lot, lot higher than where they currently are but that just leaves a lot of room for people to have chips on their shoulder and try and prove themselves that they are uh, worthy of a lot more than 13th out of the uh, 14 teams which i think in the end they're they're gonna prove to be a lot better than that especially because you, as, as you guys mentioned that the, they the math doesn't math when you don't play those teams at the top and all the other teams do play those teams at the top right it's gonna it's gonna really affect a lot of things Right there at the top, which then helps the, the ones at the bottom make a rise. So, yeah, Ryan, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the uh, response to these texts. We will talk about that off air. Anyone can Venmo Chad at Bearcat Journal for uh, those insights. But um, anything more on the Big Twelve Media Day, guys? Uh, obviously, it'll be we we'll have a lot more coming from it live. Uh, you know, with uh, Keegan there on site and everything of that sort. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, one one last thing as far as it goes with the Big 12. They're starting a, a homecoming series uh, with activations taking place on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of home football game weekends. Thursday will have a women's empowerment event, including panels and discussions alongside female student-athletes and female leaders impacting change across the campus. On Friday, Big 12 student-athletes and coaches will visit one elementary school to unveil a $50,000 makeover for the new library slash media center as a part of the College Football Playoff Foundation's signature program Extra Yard Makeover Project. And then on Saturday of the Big 12 Homecoming, the Big 12 will enhance each school's pregame tailgating experience with a lot of DJ performances at maybe DJ Diesel, limited edition merchandise giveaways, and armed forces pregame flyover and much more. That is happening for the Bearcats in their first Big 12 game, September 21st through the 23rd, when the Oklahoma Sooners come to the uh, come to Nipper, Nipper. Stadium. So uh, Nipper. that's gonna be that's the name a Nipper. whale of excitement. Nipper. Guys, thought about thoughts on that.
2: I just think it's cool. Like these are these are the things that we make us feel like we're part of a, a conference that gives a damn right like we're, we're part of something that's a, a real it's a real conference doing real things and it's there's going to be stuff like this littered throughout <clears throat> throughout the, the year uh, whether it be for football for basketball for baseball for swimming track I mean you name the sport and I'm sure they're going to be doing some not necessarily similar but different events for all of the different sports as they get acclimated into the new conference. So I I just look forward to seeing what else the conference rolls out as it gets further and further
0: into the year. I I mean, I, I need like to hear something come out. I, I would love to have a nip at night for that first game with like a DJ spinning things at the tailgate Feels on the grid just getting everyone rowdy for that first game. I mean, think about how electric Nip would be if that were the case to open up the Big 12. Just please don't give me like a 12 noon kick or, you know, some BS like that. And all of a sudden, you know, people, DJ's not as hype as he needs to be. But, man, I I need something. I absolutely need something. Um, who knows, though? But it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting DJ to see. DJ
1: Shaq. Think DJ Shaq?
0: DJ Diesel.
1: Diesel. Or Diesel. Okay,
2: yeah. It sh- should be First should be step. young and, I I hear he's all about young and hip. So, um, I I fully expect Joey Votto to be in attendance then, with a backwards hat and his shirt untucked. Um, and Ellie making the <laughs> making an appearance as well. Just plenty plenty of young and young and hip. Joe Burrow. Hello, fellow bring kids. <laughs> How do you do,
0: fellow kids? <laughs> have have Burrow bring the white party to Cincinnati? But uh, yeah, it could be nice. It could be nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be exciting. Uh, it's going to be outrageous. And if it's a nip at night, whew, <laughs> those Sooners won't know what hit them, uh, hopefully. But that'll be awesome. Uh, aside from that, real quick. Is there,
1: is there anything in sports more exciting than Vlad Guerrero Jr. hitting 114-mile-an-hour piss missiles at – 11 year olds with a glove standing in the outfield
0: so that means they didn't go over the fence Um, right
1: like just line drives into left field and he like he just had one leave his bat at 113 miles an hour that landed in a in the middle of a gaggle of 12 year olds like that's just asking
0: who's winning ambulance
1: to have to be brought onto the field to take one of those kids to the hospital
0: did he move on or is he done uh,
1: he's
0: still hitting. Okay. He's not going great. He's only got sixteen. Oh, he's, he's out. Count him out. Um, but yeah, so that'd be exciting. Uh, one last thing on football, real quick. Obviously, is, is Marquez Parker. Is it Marquez? Marquez sure. Parker out of uh, West Memphis in Arkansas. Uh, impressed at a recent Cincinnati camp, and since uh, they extended an offer, he committed late night on Wednesday night, even after you guys's pod and. Boy, boy, that was late, late, late. He was rated then a three-star, 86 by 247. He uh shouted out Walt Stewart, the line coach. Um, kind of on him from day one. So I trust it. If if Walt believes in in Parker, then I trust it as well. Uh 6'3, 254. Uh, you know, obviously really, you know, encouraging having those type of measurements and, and also having the uh, quickness and and lateral twitch needed to have there also comes from an area where a, a lot of under the radar prospects might come from um, real quick, Chad, Aaron, uh, anything more on, uh, on Parker, man, a, a late night commit. And one that um, could, could be a little bit surprising, a little bit of a diamond in the rough type situation.
1: I mean, you're going to take reaches on the offensive and defensive line more than anywhere else. Just because there's not nearly as many of them as there are skill guys.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he impressed the camp. Like he turned their head at camp and they continued, you know, staying on him uh, consistently and ended up being the, a guy that felt UC was the right fit. So
3: we've I've seen. seen that- Chad, are you sure that's not Marquez Bell went and took some HGH after <laughs> his transfer? <laughs> He's got the hair. The yeah, it hair. might be. He's got the, the name. He just said, oh, but just the last name up a little bit.
0: Does he have the yeah. rapping talent that Marquez <laughs> yeah. Bell had?
3: Oh, you, my Valentine. I'm trying to remember that song he had. We used to play it in the locker room. It was so funny. Oh, God. It was like Valentine's Day. He made this Valentine's Day rap. <laughs> we, would, we would just play it in the locker room. And he, he it was like, he was such a good, he would just get up there and just rap it and just sing it. So, you get a live show? Oh, yeah, he, he would give us a live show. It was so funny. I hope he's doing well, man. He's a great guy. Yeah, I was, I always liked him. But, uh, but man, he, where'd
0: he go? He transferred to Old Dominion. There you go.
2: Six three two fifty five in as a junior going into his senior year. What's the one thing you can't teach? Size. I mean, you you cannot teach size. So you get a guy who's got a frame that is exactly what you want coming off the edge. Um, what they this team has could been. He to an
1: inside. I mean, he like he's young enough. He could grow to an inside guy too. Yeah.
2: So, so I mean, it's that's a that's a that's a big frame, and I'm, I'm sure Nico can't wait to start working with him. Uh, but I don't know. I mean. That's exactly what you want, is that they've been trying to find someone to replace a MyJ since MyJ's been gone. And
0: that's, he's at least got the size to do so. 17.5 tackles for loss, 4.5 sacks his junior year. I mean, shoot, if if he blows up the senior year and uh, just kind of proves the staff right, that's nothing but positive for mm-hmm. the that uh, defense lineup for the class as well. Um, Chad, an 86, pretty good rating. Uh, his, his overall is, is a little bit lower, obviously the composite, but an 86 rating by 247 means that, that someone really saw him and, and liked what they saw.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's what I said. Like he camped, they liked what they saw, they, they stayed on him, and then they made the move to, to take it. So you know that's that's what camps that used to be what camps were all about, right, Ryan? Back in the day, before recruiting was wrapped up in June, like there were three, four, five, six guys every year that came in, proved it at camp, got the offer, became Bearcats. Like that's what that shit used to be. That's what, that's what it was. That's what like June used to be the point of June.
3: Yeah. Those it was not happen anymore. Because they would, like, what they would do, they'd have their guys they know that they wanted to look at. And then anyone yeah. that, like, stuck out, They'd like bring those guys over to like a separate area, and it was basically just an open tryout. Like a tryout, for right. scholarship. Yeah, that's how. And my ass was never in the open tryout section. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I always watch guys get pulled out. Those pull motherfuckers, man. That's really <laughs> and then I read my card. I ran a four eight forty. I was like, man, they were probably right. <laughs> they were probably right. Now what camps are? Camps
1: are underclassmen showcases. Like that's that's legitimately yeah. what they are, you know, guys that are sophomores and juniors trying to make an impression uh going into the start of the next cycle. So it just it's changed. And everything in recruiting is has like taken a a completely different path with the way that the calendar is set up with the transfer portal. We, we, you know, we talked a bunch about it on the basketball side last night. Football's gone under, you know, a bunch of those same. Uh, transformations, but you just don't have like, you know, the Peach Jam on ESPN every right. year, yeah. like to 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 blow it up. But it, it's happening in football too. So, but th- this is a kid that that he hit the lottery. He he came up here. He wanted to earn it. They're looking for bodies on the offensive and defensive line. He had a great camp. He earned it. Now he's a Bearcat. And guess what? If you go, it's it's wild, man. We could we could do this exercise for a while, for you know another twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. If you go look, it feels like guys at the bottom of every class hit as much or maybe more frequently than the guys at the top. And, and that
0: that that D line too seems yeah. to kind of be be yeah the because it,
1: it's you know it's just like O line like those guys are big they develop later right then. Guys that are six foot, one hundred and you know seventy five pounds. Like you're, you're already maxed out. Kind of at that point, you yeah. might get up to one ninety 190 or one ninety five. But like, th- there's no forty pound progression when you get to college. And um, so yeah, it's they've had a lot of success with this uh, here. Not this staff, obviously, because they're mm-hmm. new. But if you look at Louisville, there was this some is- of this at Louisville.
2: This is a fun class. The highest ranking you have is an 86 at Lenny yeah. Taylor, followed by Tavion yeah. Thomas, Josh Wiley, Malik Van, Arquan, Ben Bryant, Mets, Chuck, Majay, Monty, Alec Pierce. I think De- Van- I think
1: Deshaun Martin would have would have been pretty good despite injury if not for injury. Same with Blake.
2: Ty Van Foster. Giannis
1: Rogers was a crazy person. <laughs>
2: Taj Ward, Jeremy Cooper, Javon Hicks.
1: It's a lot and of football st- in this group, bro.
2: And we're still on one side. All of that is between 83 and 86. Dio yeah, and an 80.
1: Yeah, Dio was D. was essentially the other two guys were walk-ons. Dio was the lowest rated recruit in that class and started, what, three years? So crazy.
0: Nuts. And, of course, the godfather. That's that's one you got to continuously look at.
1: I I argue at twenty four seven the entire time like that, that. How what are we doing?
0: Yeah, there were how those is he two the guys.
1: Rated recruit in the class like how two guys
0: constantly. I was I was talking to you about. I was like Dante and Deshaun Pace. I was like, why are they so low? Like Deshawn yep. Pace had another you know thirteen tackle, one interception, and in a punt return touchdown game. How is he rated so low? It just was unbelievable. Eric Phillips at
2: an eighty-one, Sauce at an eighty-three, Jaquan Shepherd at an eighty-two, Jacob Dingle at an eighty-three, Trey Tucker at an eighty-four. He's in the NFL, like it's yep. just crazy, absolutely crazy.
0: I won't do any more.
2: But
1: L- Little John, Little John Allen,
0: <laughs> Little Little Big John, Little Little Big Yeah, big, Little Big Boy. What?
3: Guy. Okay. Okay.
0: There you go. Well, uh, there we go. Rep for your city, Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> that's what we've got for you. Real quick. Time
1: stamp time.
0: Well, just real quick. Let me wrap up football with just some NFL uh, talk. Uh, Ryan, just give me a smile or give me like a wow or something when I say these. Marquise Copeland expected to be the full-time starter next to Aaron Donald next year for the Rams.
3: Well-deserved, man. Cope's the man. So happy for I saw that I, w- I was smiling when I saw that cuz just kind of just shows to never just like never really give up on yourself man cuz the NFL it's a beast especially in that interior. So shout friend out to of the Kirk. program
1: Marquise Copeland.
0: Yep. Uh next up Kevin Huber. He is hanging it up. He is retiring.
1: I've never seen a punter win a game before other than Kevin Huber. I saw Kevin Huber win a game
3: did a lot for uh, the city, man. Did a lot for Bearcats. Did a lot for the city of Cincinnati. That Rutgers game people. is one of the most unbelievable things
1: I've ever seen. Five punts inside the 10. What, three of them at, like, the two-yard line or closer? Um, I think the my, Cincinnati want to think, 10 to 7. And My favorite? Ru- Rutgers just I'm couldn't sorry. do anything that entire game. I mean, it was, it was as dominant a performance as I've ever seen a punter have. In terms of like impacting Rutgers had to go 99 yards. Like every other drive. It was wild.
2: My favorite thing about Kevin Huber is the fact that he still sits in the upper bowl
1: at basketball games. Yeah. He could sit courtside if he'd like. He,
2: he goes and sits in the upper bowl with his friends and just nobody recognizes him. And when you do recognize him, he's shocked that somebody actually recognizes him because I maybe they he doesn't think that people would think that he belonged in the upper bowl. I don't know, but you were like,
1: Kevin, that's Kevin Huber. I swear (laughs) to God.
2: His and he, I mean, no, no, the the real, the (laughs) the real story was, Hey, I got to bet with my friend that you're not Kevin, or he doesn't think you're Kevin Huber. He's like, Tell him you just won.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The,
1: uh, did he have his own jersey on?
2: No, he was just uh, he was just like a quarter zip or something. Like he just didn't care to be anybody but just
1: I like uh, my probably just Kevin. My, my uncle and his dad have been golfing buddies for decades. And I've reached out multiple times like can we get Kevin on the show and he's just kind of like, "Eh, I'm good." Like, I, you know, I don't maybe now that he's retired, we could maybe get him on. Uh, but, I mean, I, I've tried multiple times. Like, I have his number. I've texted him. Like, he has told his dad, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go on. And then he just is like, nah. Ghost. Yeah, the, uh, Some some guys don't love the spotlight.
0: The pride of McNick High School. There you go. Uh, last one, Ryan. Uh, first off, two-parter, Sauce Gardner, says that he he has a lot of things he can work on and he will get better coming into his second season. A of all, that's scary. B of all, he has another good good year. Do you think he'll be invited to Michael Rubin's white party next offseason?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't invited this year, to be honest. The kind of reach he's had with not only just guys around the league, big-name guys around the league, celebrities. I mean, he's all over the streaming. He's, fr- I mean, all the popular streamers. Always tapping in on his posts, Um, so I I, I was surprised. I think he definitely will be next year. As as much as I don't give a shit about that shit, oh um, come on! We (laughs) got politics to get the
0: the BCJ the BBP to the to to the
2: White Party. That'd be nice. I don't want any part of that. That's if he does go next year. It's because he's now a part of the Illuminati. So just. (laughs) I think my
1: favorite story about the White Party is. Uh They invited Portnoy from Barstool one year, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll come, but I need like a. I got like three people with me." Yeah. And they were bring like, "His
0: girlfriend and his." You
1: friend. are invited, and if you want to bring people with you, you can't come. And he was like, oh, "I guess I'm not
3: coming." Got, <laughs> <the typical laughs> Portnoy, Port Portnoy just yeah. dies on his hill. Just yeah. <laughs> he, he. I said plus three.
1: He he was <laughs> yeah. like plus. Zero important I was like that I am not coming to the best party ever. Sorry, <laughs> you guys can kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah.
0: it does look fun. It does look fun. Uh but yeah, let's go ahead and timestamp that. Good 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 football talk today, guys.
1: Football talk. Quick Paper Supply, your local and family owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers. Cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies. For all your janitorial needs, call Nick 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first
0: month of purchases. Boom. So outside of all the crazy festivities of the past week, the probably the biggest storyline in, in sports. Or at least one of them was uh, Cooper Flag. Chad, how about Cooper Flag? Just real fast.
1: Wow, really good. Really, really good. Really good. Um, six nine. He's a guard. He can block shots. He can shoot. He really can pass. Uh, he uh, bold prediction. He will not uh, be a Bearcat.
0: But yeah. he's really good. I think all really signs good. are pointing, pointing to him going to Duke. But man, oh gosh. I no. mean, that's the most Dukest,
1: Duky, Duke player
0: in the history of Duke. Right. I agree. Uh the the reason I bring up Cooper Flag is because he is in the class of twenty twenty five, who is supposedly a uh, rumor out there is that he might potentially reclassify to twenty twenty four. Um another player who the Bearcats are after. There were some some tweets. Um well, first off
1: Cincinnati's not after Cooper Flag. Oh no 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 you said another player. They're, they're another not player
0: who is rumored to be reclassified to the 2024 class, who Cincinnati has been after. How about that? Yes, there's
1: the, that's better. There's there
0: there's, there's a rephrasing. And also who was who some people said kind of went at Flori Badunga better than anyone they've seen go at Ford Badunga is Jaden Quintinence. Uh Chad. Jaden, recla- reclassifying to the 2024 class, um, probably fires him right up to near the top of the rankings in that class. And the Bearcats have been hot in pursuit of that one for a while.
1: Yeah, he's been on campus. Uh, he's been in practice last year. I think the year before he was at a game. He's from Cleveland. So he's an Ohio native. He's moved around a lot. He's bounced around AAU teams a lot. Uh, but he was really good at under 19 uh, USA basketball tryouts uh, a couple weeks back or a month back, whatever it was. Time doesn't really exist in my head anymore. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think him moving up like Cincinnati will uh, continue to try to be a player and see if, you know, if he's serious, try to get him uh, in here on a visit in the fall. Uh, I've met him. Uh, at a basketball game when, when he was in town, seems like a good kid, pretty quiet, pretty humble, Um, really, really good basketball player. So, you know, if, if the Flory thing doesn't materialize, which I would guess, I put this on the board. I think you see right now third, fourth, Duke and Kansas are probably one, two right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing with Flory is though, he hasn't committed. And everybody has continued to say people thought he was gonna to commit to Cincinnati, then they thought he was gonna to commit to Auburn, then they thought he was gonna to commit to Duke. And then right. you know, for some reason, the guy that runs the Florida site thought Florida was gonna I, I don't I still can't grasp that one. Um <laughs> but he hasn't committed Auburn. so if this can Auburn, they thought he was done, people thought he was done to Auburn yep. this spring. Uh like a commitment well, commitment was imminent. Hmm. That wasn't what I, my info said. So I never reported that, but there were people that thought that Right. Um, people have had a lot of assumptions on Flory yep. that he was a lot. to Cincinnati was one of them. And I told everybody, it's not a done deal. This thing's going to play out. Do I think right now, like if I had to pick, I would probably go Kansas one, Duke two, Cincinnati three, hmm. but until he makes that commitment, We've been playing this game all along until he makes that commitment. He's still on the board. Cincinnati's th- still in play. So right. we'll see.
0: Yeah. I, You know, obviously the, a, a good article put up kind of uh, recapping everything, you know, the updates on uh, the recruitment. Uh, Deshaun London had that about uh, Flau Bedunga. Yeah, and obviously the quotes are what the quotes are. I mean, it, he he said that uh, Coach Jeremy all that well. right. Coach Jeremy is the one who's recruiting me, and he checks in a little bit, is what he said about Kansas. <laughs> so it really seems like the Jayhawks are putting on the full court press. Um, and then he also said that that Wes is is always having jokes and and bringing the energy. So I I mean I, I don't know. <laughs> he's it's,
1: he's impossible to get a read on.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. So staffs are after him. Uh, I, I believe Peagues was kind of mentioning they think Indiana's completely out of the race. Right.
1: Uh, I, I. I. They're out. Indiana, yeah. He's not going to Indiana.
0: Right. So um, the uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. It looks like Flory's kind of.
1: I will. I will get this end. Brian Cook signed mini helmet wow. if he goes to Indiana.
0: What like deep fry you think, or how is that going to be done?
1: Uh, I just. I'll put some meat church some holy gospel or something on it. And I think it'll okay. be fine.
0: Yeah, probably. I think so too.
1: Maybe a little kinder SPG, little, little salt pepper garlic.
0: Two on it long enough. It might up yeah. soft.
1: You might have to do it in the crock pot. Like loot, tenderize it, loosen it up a little.
0: Yeah. Throw some of Royer's eggs in there. See what happens.
1: I mean, you could put Royer's eggs, in, like hard-boiled yeah. eggs in there. You, you can put
0: a stitch of of them in there. Yeah. Really great, could, could work out. All right, I, I like it. I like it. That's Chad's version of the uh, the Godfather burger is the uh, Brian Cook helmet.
3: Where is that at? Where's that Godfather burger? Bucketheads, it's on the west side.
0: Never heard
1: of it. You know, Dante was gonna, it's something on the west side if it's gonna be Dante. Like, come on,
3: that's his shit over there. He's from Colerain.
0: That's the squad over there,
3: Golden the West side.
0: Yes, squad. um. But yeah, another thing coming out of the Peach Jam, obviously McKinley, uh, Todd McKinley was playing there. Had a couple solid performances. Also had a had a couple games where, you know, supposedly uh, didn't put he's up crazy stat cast, lines and whatnot. Yeah, cast right. Right.
1: From everything he's done this summer, I don't know right. how he's not running just on complete fumes.
0: Right. Right. But uh, one name who has been completely tied to Cincinnati as well in, in recruitment. Jace Richardson, who had himself a first-team all-EYBL Peach Jam performance, just dominant week in and week out, efficient as can be, high-level assists.
1: Took it up a notch
0: at Peach he did. Jam. He did. Chad. I think Ooh. 21
1: assists, two turnovers for
0: the week? <sighs> Not Is shooting that, a lot, but making it's 10 a lot. Is 10-to-1
1: assist-to-turnover ratio good?
0: Check, check, Aaron. Is that good? That's really um, good.
2: Oh, can't oh, confirm.
0: Ryan can't <laughs> confirm as well. I like it. I like it. I, it and you know what? Do, didn't shoot a lot, but made a lot. It doesn't. I told you. But made a lot.
1: My critique of his game is the biggest compliment I can give somebody. Yeah. Like, shoot more. Yeah. You are electric. Shoot more. Right. But he's on a it's, it's eybl. All those teams have five, six, seven high major players on them. He's he's a, he's a point guard, so shooting is not like his prerequisite. He's not coming into a game looking to be a scoring guard. He's right. coming into a game being a point guard, and he shoots seven, eight times a game, and he has twenty points every game. Every game, <laughs> he rebounds, he passes. He scores, he can shoot the three, he can get to the free throw line. Like, I don't know what there is to not love about Jace Richardson's game. I don't know how he's not a top 20 kid in the class. I think Cincinnati would much rather slow play and, like, he stays around 50. Because we saw it, like, the the Isaiah Collier thing would have been – a lot more interesting if he'd have stayed in like the 30s. But once he jumped up to number one, you know, things things got different. But uh, yeah, so uh, Jace has been, he was outstanding when I saw him. Uh, my critique was, you should shoot more. And then I look at his numbers and he had 18 points, 20 points, 22 points, 17 points. And it's like, well, he only took six shots. But he made a couple threes. He got to the free throw line and then he had eight assists and five rebounds and didn't turn it over and had two steals. And like the kid is just really freaking good.
0: Really first, good. first team all Peach Jam. And, and, and what's That's not easy. Is the best AAU tournament every every single session? So in chat, Matt Lanham's asking who won the Peach Jam. It looks like uh, Team Takeover took yeah. down Vegas Elite 76 to 61. I heard. Team Takeover has like six dudes that are six, seven, and taller. And just
1: they, they are always so. For the longest time, it was Takeover or Mocan. Uh, Mocan's coach is now at Kansas State. So, mm-hmm. Mocan, which is where Tyler McKinley played, maybe wasn't as uh, elite as they have been. Right. Takeover is my favorite AAU program. Uh-huh. They're coached. They play hard as shit. They play with energy. Like, they get after it and they're a threat to win the Peach Champ. Even in years where they're down, they can win the Peach Champ because they just, they're just that cohesive. They're that good. Um, they're, the, my, so the first year of TakeOver was Victor Oladipo, Jeremy Grant. Uh, there was a kid named Michael Hopkins that went to Syracuse. Syracuse you yeah. might remember him because he looked like a, an actual giraffe. Mm-hmm. His his head sat six inches off his shoulders because his neck was, I swear to God, that's long. But, like, I was like, I love watching these guys play. Keith but Stevens the is – DMV uh,
3: area. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Keith Stevens gets kicked out of a game pretty much every tournament. The guy that runs, like, if you remember DeMar and Flight, when we had yeah. them on, right? they talked about how much Keith Stevens like mm-hmm. meant to them and their development when they were right. coming up. He's the one that coaches team takeover. Uh, I love, I love me some team takeover. <laughs> now, really? why don't you get team takeover, guys? Because there's like 50 assistant coaches in college basketball that are Keith Stevens products. And all of them say the same thing that Damar and Flight said. He's my boy. I can go in there and, bring and get in dudes. That. Yeah, well, there's 50 of you. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's 50 assistants that have the same. They got their job for the same reason that you do. I'll get you some takeover, guys.
0: <laughs> Look at all the schools that are in the backyard, too. So. Yeah. Uh, I so. love takeover. I love him. They they won and then that main team that flag is on me. I I can just keep talking about flag until I until I you know go go red he's in the really eyes. But
1: I don't good. know like there's a lot of hype I don't know that he's generational. Like, I don't know that yeah. he's like NBA, MVP, I, like he might be. He might be. Twenty
0: twenty four class is not that strong.
1: Twenty-four classes at the top.
0: So, so if he if he so reclassifies with Quinton, I think they could both rise all the way up to top five in the class. Both. of them. Oh,
1: Flag would be number one.
0: Flag would be one. Quinton's right there. Right five, six, yeah. yeah. So that'll be interesting. Uh, anything else from the Jam? I know Wes was was uh, watching a couple other names, uh, different different things of that sort.
1: They they bounce around. I mean, the names that they're after. The, here's the thing that I think that's important for people to understand. There's just not going to be a lot of room at the end. So this is not a high school class. Uh, what's up, Beers? This is not a high school class that's going to have big numbers. I would guess my, my working number right now I think would be three. I think it's possible it's only two. But, like, if you can get Tyler McKinley, Jace Richardson, and Jaden Quintinence, or, you know, if you can pull the two-guard thing where you get a Tyler Perry or something to go with. Jace, something along those lines. Three is not unreasonable. I can't see it being more than three. Because you're still going to want to be able to make an impact in the transfer market. Like, you can't box yourself in taking a a four or five guy high school class right now. Go watch the nightcap from last night. Like, Aaron and I went over this for 20 minutes. It's just, it's really hard taking a big high school class right now.
0: Especially because there's only two guaranteed slots open. Obviously, we saw, you know, things, will happen, right. things or, will happen. Right, things will happen. It's, it's just what it is. There's it's not gonna like there's going to be like spot. six open slots and you have to fill. I don't slots. know, man. I'm
1: done saying that. Like I've said it. Like I didn't. You know, I
0: didn't well, no, I meant anybody. like, like, like definite. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> yeah, just but you know, who knows? But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And only one ball. Ooh, good, good point. I got two. Thought you were gonna do a Fitzgerald comment or something. <laughs> Stay completely away from that. But uh anyway, I've uh, got
1: bad jokes all night tonight, guys.
0: There we go. There we go. I
1: slept like it's been a long run for me. So like today was the first day I really I didn't have a ton going on. So I was yeah. just on the couch with the dogs all day. Like when you you know those days like it's usually a Sunday for normal people. where like you're on the couch the dogs are there and like half the time you're awake half the time you're asleep that was most of my monday little little rot yeah yeah i'm like i got some energy today so i'm making bad jokes that's what i do
0: hey bad jokes are welcome um anything else on just the recruiting front as far as basketball goes or
1: no i mean the the unknown is that drew adams was at the nba global academy uh watching a bunch of international guys uh, I'm hoping to get a little bit better feel on, on some of that. Uh, Like as we learned with, with CMOS, as we learned with uh, Aziz, uh, Aziz, Drew Adams knows a lot of people in the international market. So it would be wise to keep an eye on some of these international, you know, NBA global Academy guys uh, to, and, and not be surprised if you see pops up for some of the better ones.
0: Yeah. So, uh, how about anything on the uh, what is considered the second best team in the Big Twelve in college basketball programs of all time, mm-hmm. um, the Cincinnati Bearcats, the current squad, those that are a part of the team? Was there anything further that we can dig out? I, I saw. You know, Mike Rayfeld obviously posted a, a nice little video clip see, showing the ups of of Day Day and Jizzle, just kind of the uh, the athleticism of the guards, and and John Newman was also in there. Um, Chad, I obviously. No, I, I did want to. I did
1: want I did want to throw a name out there. Okay. Jacob Furphy. Furphy. F U R P H Y, like Murphy, but with an F. Okay. 6'5 guard from Australia. He's 16 years old. Uh, gonna be recruited at the highest levels of the sport if he plays in college. Okay. I think, I think you could see Cincinnati kicking the tires on that one.
0: Very interesting. Jacob Murphy, Australian. Yes. Good day, mate. Um, but and anything on the current roster, obviously, there's a lot of, uh, you know, off season remaining still. I, but but things are getting closer and closer to, to the beginning yeah, nothing, the...
1: nothing right now. They went home for fourth of July. So mm-hmm. everybody's just kind of getting back and getting into the flow of things. So you know we're we're coming off a break. So there's usually not a whole lot of you know info coming off of a break.
0: Right. So right. Um, like check yeah. out this next week. Okay. There we go. There we go. But uh yeah. Looked like obviously they're they're back in the lab, if you will. Um, a
1: little monster factor video, monster factory video today.
0: There we go. Uh, so, who knows? We'll, we'll sure we'll have plenty more outside of that as things come. As we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, two, two, two players still going on in the uh, NBA Summer League. Uh, Aaron's done a good job getting the Bearcats in the NBA hashtag going. Uh, Landers and Nolly, game one. Finished with ten points, uh, perfect shooting, four for four from the field. Uh, Trey Scott had a big game too. Landers only played, I believe, eleven minutes in his second game with the Pelicans. Uh, Trey Scott playing with the Hornets. Aaron, anything more you saw? Little little bearcast in the NBA action.
2: Yeah, Tari Eason also played, and I'm I'm gonna die on this hill that we are we are allowed to talk about Tari Eason being a Bearcat in the NBA. He did play here, and he played more than Joe Burrow ever played for Ohio State. So I am here for Tari Eason is a Bearcat in the NBA. Yeah,
0: I, his his coach during his time here was also in 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 attendance at Las Vegas. I saw, and he was trying to uh, get Rob Banks a spot on one of the summer league rosters. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't couldn't quite find a spot
1: I thought my Pat FitzGerald joke was the joke that
0: night Well, played, well done man. well done couldn't quite well find him a place. spot but uh
1: Rob nicknamed some fucking banks.
0: <laughs> yep and that's uh that's talking Bearcats in the NBA uh well, let's go ahead and time stamp. We'll roll into this, uh, the PBP mailbag.
1: All right. Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company. For all your new non-food products, they provide mostly disposable restaurant supplies, products like to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins, etc. They've been open since 2009 and are one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. Call Nick, 513-470-2029 in reference Bearcat's. For twenty percent off your first month of purchases. Oh, right. All right, Aaron, you gotta you got your read now. I can't. Uh, I can't yes. do my read for uh, family like it's uh, you know nepotism. Ah, uh, yes,
2: it is the BBP mailbag brought to you every week by Low Miller Real Estate. Uh, Adrian L. Henson is a realtor in Kentucky, but she provides free home evaluations. Uh, anywhere from roughly the what Lexington-Louisville area all the way up to uh, and past Cincinnati, the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, you're on mute, Chad. I don't know what you're doing. You've taken yourself out of the stream apparently. Try-
1: <laughs> Things she does that could be beneficial to people in greater Cincinnati is she does a lot of stuff in uh, Lake Cumberland. There so you if you're looking for a vacation spot in Lake Cumberland, she can help you there too.
2: Get your free home evaluations 859-444-8159. So you can be reached via email ahenson at lowmillerrealestate, Miller Real Estate. L-O-H-M-I-L-L-E-R-Realestate.com or at Adrian A-D-R-E-A-N-L Henson
0: at iCloud.com. One last thing on uh Vegas. What are your guys' thoughts on that that big old globe thing they got going on down there?
2: I the sphere?
0: That. The sphere, yeah. Hate it. You hate it. I hate it. James I mean, Dolan
2: made as an engineer. Aren't you just amazed by it? Like you, you...
3: I I just think like the more you promote that like ultra screenism, ultra addism, you're just gonna end up with the dystopian. Like dude, go to Times Square. Here we go. And stand <laughs> there. Bro, it is hell on earth. And, like, you're just promoting those orbs to be all over the damn country now. And we're have, just going to look have, like Blade Runner.
2: Have we like gotten so. to a place where, where you are the angry old man yelling at the clouds? <laughs>
0: no, yelling at the shit. Dude, shade. that
3: thing is ridiculous. Imagine if you lived over there and you had to look at that shit every morning. I would I would be furious. I, you live um, in Vegas. That shit is all you look at every day everywhere it, it's not on the strip right
0: no well i mean it's coming it's into forced, the strip. yeah
3: yeah
0: but yeah they're going to build one in london they're they're planning on putting it in other places too
3: keep it and then dubai is
1: going to build one that's twice as big and they're going to build it I mean, next
3: to the Margaritaville over in newport and it's going to make <laughs> <laughs> it make me want to <laughs> James
2: <laughs> Dolan built it. Why, why is anyone surprised that James Dolan is doing this?
3: The worst owner ever. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they're going to turn Madison Square Garden into a sphere. Who's worse, Dolan or Castellini? But different. They are. I mean, they are different. Just a genius. This whole. Time. They are different worsts. They are. They are very different worsts. Yeah. If you build it, they will come.
2: All right. Um, Opening up the mailbag, starting in the football portion, as we always do. What will there be more of? Sacks, fumble recoveries, and interceptions, or total amount of touchdowns by Emery Jones? I don't know if sacks, fumble recoveries, interceptions are all combined, or if there's three separate things. I'm going to go with three separate things, I guess.
1: um that's kind of a tough one i mean i'm fumble fumble recoveries interceptions just because that's the whole like identity of brian brown's defense
2: you think all you think all three of those are combined the way he's phrased this question
1: Yeah, like combined. Will will all three of those be more than total TDs by Emory Jones? Passing and rushing.
2: Okay. And you're saying sacks, fumble recoveries, and interceptions are more than touchdowns? Uh, Yeah, I
1: think it'll be close, but I just think like there's, you know, if they get after the quarterback the way they want to, the way that we think this defense is going to, there should be two, three, four sacks a game on most days, Right.
0: Right. So, Malik had Malik Cunningham last year had twenty total touchdowns, passing and rushing. Granted, he, he only played ten though, games. Yeah, yeah. so um, I mean, I went back to the to Des. He had thirty seven his senior year, and then thirty
1: seven would be tough to beat. If everybody right. has thirty seven, guess what? We're having a dang good year.
0: <laughs> yeah, you think? Um, yeah, I mean the sack numbers uh, last year for Louisville. Two players, three players surpassed what Cunningham did all last year. So, um, just with sacks. So, uh, I mean, this this is a disruptive defense. I think I I think I'd probably roll with you as well, unless if Emery surpasses it, then, then good he's gonna, on him. We're gonna have a lot of
1: fun on this show. Yeah,
0: we're winning we're the Heisman, and he's he's <laughs> leading us to a Big Twelve championship game appearance.
3: I agree. I'm joining. Join in the ranks. Let's go. Let's go.
2: Well, then, it, because we're going to run the ball so much, I, I don't think that, you know, 45 touchdowns is out of the realm of possibility for this offense. 45, 50 touchdowns.
1: Yeah, but that's um, like. So running backs have to be factored. Correct. in How many rushing touchdowns Cor- do you have?
2: Correct. And I, I think that that's where I'm, I'm leery to take Emory Jones is the fact that you're going to have, essentially, what could amount to a three or four headed monster, at running back. So we'll see. Um, but that's, that's where I, I, can't take Emory Jones because of that. So, all four of us on the bandwagon. We're going sacks, fumble recoveries, interceptions. There we go. All right. Also, a fun teaser: Who was the second last quarterback to catch a touchdown pass for the Bearcats? Have to be playing QB, not converted from QB to them tight end, and now O lineman. I don't know what the end part of that question even is. I just felt like words were put there. But what before the not converted from quarterback to then tight end and now alignment? I don't know.
0: That he's he's talking about Cam Jones.
1: Um, no, he said, uh, yeah, Cam Jones, yeah,
0: not Cam Jones. Okay. Uh, um, well, Dez caught that touchdown. Right, in, yeah. SMU senior year. That's what
1: he, he who's the second to last quarterback right. to catch a touchdown
0: pass. The was it, was it Munchie? Munchie? I think it is.
3: Munchie look go. the time. Was that in? No, that wasn't in that um, bowl game versus Duke, right? Or was that Virginia Tech? I don't remember what that was. Terry on. <laughs> it might have been.
0: We'll I think sell yourself
2: short. Well, you see, Mark, if you're if you're here watching the show, feel free to hop in the in the chat and let us know if we're correct with Munchie, unless Brent wants to look it up in the meantime.
0: I'm trying, yeah. I'm I'm trying to quickly look it up. You guys can fill her buster. Moving on.
2: Uh any word on how Ethan Green has looked? Is he expected to be a factor in the two deep this year? He is one of the prospects I've been most excited about.
1: He's a redshirt freshman tackle like hopefully he's a factor like as one of the 2d uh we don't really have enough empirical evidence on that at this point so that's going to be one of those things we'll be talking about a lot of camp is what right. what tackle looks like so i mean does he have a chance yeah um we'll see uh in spring he got some looks but they were really thin at tackle in the spring so it's hard to really say like, yeah, I'm confident he's going to be in the two deep when the spring hits, but, or when the, when camp hits, but I think he could play his way into it. Like he's got the size and the wrestling background and, you know, um, I think it's possible. Would I expect him to be a starter? No. Do I think he could work his way into the two deep? Potentially. Yes.
0: I've, I've got Hayden Moore with a 29 yard touchdown reception. In 2016. Really? I do not
1: remember that at all. What game? I that
0: I do not know. Let me take okay. a look. Game Let launch, us know when you got that. 2010. Right. I got it. I got it, man. I'm I'm quick with the sticks, baby. Uh, that was at Tulsa. The last game of what that's the last game of Tuberville, right? No. That's yeah, my tip. That's, no. that's yeah. why we've all forgot about it. That's the last right, thing that's, I that's why
2: Chad can't remember it. He's he's tried to erase everything. He he hit file delete on everything. Tulsa. I'm out.
0: I'm, I'm out. pulling. Up, I'm pulling up the highlights right now.
2: All right. Uh, that is the end of the football portion of the mailbag. Moving on to the basketball portion of the mailbag. Ooh. Is Darian Sutton a priority target?
1: Um, he's a target. I look are priority targets right now. Are. <laughs> Are pretty. You've already got a four in Tyler McKinley, so you don't desperately need to go out and get a four-man. Darian Sutton's a four-man. They're in on Jace Richardson, who I think is a five-star level talent. They're in on LeBaron Filon, who I think is a five-star level talent. They're in on Tyler Perry, who is already the all-time leading scorer in the state of Kentucky, a a four-star high-level talent. They're in on Florey. They're in on Jaden Quaintman's, who's now a 2024. Like, to be a, a priority target right now at Cincinnati, it's a lofty uh, group. So, would I consider him a priority target? Probably not yet, but I do consider him definitely a, a guy that they are keeping a very close eye on. Um, I just don't know. Like, if you're only going to take two or three. Do you need to take another four to go alongside Tyler? Even if their skill sets are a little bit different, the way they play is a little bit different. I don't know that you do. So I, I think you need another guard, potentially somebody that can, you know, be a, a combo guard, lead guard type. Uh, and I think you need a five. So it, it's going to be it's going to be uh, interesting to follow. As we get into, you know, we only have, they've got next weekend that they can be out. uh, And then there's uh, one of these stupid NCAA Academy things that nobody's going to go to at the end of the month. Everybody's, make this clear, everybody is exhausted right now. Like the top level players that have done April and May, AAU. They've done NBA Players Camp. They've done the high school stuff in June. They've done... You know, uh uh Pangos, they've done all of like they've been going nonstop for months. They're just gassed. So uh I don't think there's gonna be a lot of action at that that third weekend, but we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. Uh
0: Tyler right. Pal- Pal- Cog 12 pass back, QB screen, Tane Moore okay. <laughs> in the first quarter.
1: Tyler Cogswell was a high school quarterback, so there we go. That makes sense.
0: They went up American fourteen Heritage nothing. Academy. They went up fourteen nothing. Then Tuberville happened again, and they lost. <laughs> hey, Brent, go to hell. Yeah, get it. I want. Get I up, wanted
2: Soppy to be involved so bad.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to throw a pass too. Like you
2: <laughs> a pass. He, didn't. He didn't. He tell us he got in trouble for throwing a pass at one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, how much does continuity of staff impact player development in college sports, and how will the losses of Mike Roberts and Crystal Poor most impact the program?
1: Ryan, I'll let you. It's basketball, but you know more about this than
3: me. You tell me. Um, I I think it does because it's when you have structure, you 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 said good, like, I feel like you can find a a good role, a good way to, to carry your career through. And I think when you have uh, coaches that are there, they know you, they get to know you better. You get to know them better. I think you develop your communication skills. You develop as a a rhythm. Yeah. Like a rhythm. And I think the more you are in that system, the more you're in that rhythm, I think all it does is help your development. Um, now kind of i go going back to what i said before with the whole like sometimes like change is good change can like spark you change can like expose things about your game that you didn't know you had or that you need to work on that may have got kind of like lost in the wash with the old kind of structure of how things were but i i i would lean more towards on the Um, continuity continuity of staff, I think it does, it definitely does help player development more than bringing new guys in. Continuity, I think that's what you're continuity, whatever the hell it is. Continuity, that's what you went (laughs) with. Yeah, thank you for exposing me like that. What what was, well, I mean, the people, the people heard it. You said, (laughs) like, I didn't say it. Oh man, if they're coming up to me about saying that shit, they got (laughs) (laughs) some shit in their life if that's what they're worried about. You were Alec Pierce's engineering partner for four years. Hey, they didn't teach us shit about grammar or any of that. (laughs) (laughs) They taught you to hate the bubble in Vegas. Yeah. Waste. It's not efficient, just a waste of money. Are you gonna get Alec on
1: here before he
3: starts camp? Man, I keep forgetting to reach out to the guys. I just get lost in my own little world here. Chad, he forgot Ben was on Northwestern. <laughs> That's fair. You right. You're right. You can you can blame uh you can blame scout defense on some of these brain. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I
2: thought we were gonna blame ceiling fans. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Shit, I mean,
2: one a
1: one. It's like it's like a Luke Fickle defense. One a one b.
3: Yeah. No. We didn't have I mean, one B's though on Scout Team. It was no, just one. It was, it was, it was five. Get the fives out there. <laughs> let, the fives, let the fives go to work. You don't get a break. I <laughs> uh, love it.
2: Brent, Chad, anything you guys want to add on the losses of Mike Roberts and Chris Lepore impacting the program?
1: Obviously, Roberts, like Lapore's impact is different. Lapore wasn't an on-court on coach. So, He's an energy
2: guy though, for sure.
1: Yeah, but he like he wasn't like Lapore's impact was different than like player relate in terms of like development. Um, that's what the question is. Yeah. Roberts was an outstanding big man coach. So they're gonna have to find somebody to coach the big men at a at a similar level. Mike was really good at it. Um that was his that was his skill was taking big men and Develop, developing them into high-level players. So there's there's clearly going to be uh, a gap where somebody needs to step up and be really good at it uh, because Mike Roberts was really good at it. So, yeah, for sure. Lapore's impact is going to be more on the back end, you know, handling a lot of the things that go on in a basketball program behind the scenes. And, and I'm gonna miss both of them tremendously. So, you know, it sucks, but uh, in terms of development, there is, there is is gonna be a gap because Mike was outstanding at developing big men. We saw that in his two years here. Like, I think we would all agree, the largest jumps we saw were from the big men that Mike Roberts developed. So somebody's, somebody's gotta fill that void.
2: Anything to add to that, Brent?
0: No, you guys, you guys wrapped it all up.
2: Does Jaden Quaintance move to top of 2024 big man board with his reclassification? Uh, no, it's, it's, there's still
1: Flurry. Uh but you know, Jaden Quaintance is a guy that that they prioritized. Uh, so he, he's right up there. Again, they're taking big swings, man. I, I don't know that there's ever been a time in UC basketball history I had a, somebody asked me that today like you know let's say you get Tyler Jason Jaden Quaintance or Tyler Jason Pori, would that be the best class in UC basketball history I said well DeMar Satterfield Stokes it's gonna be a tough one to right. be a tough one to top but
0: definitely be the best of the 247 era no oh, doubt for
1: sure yeah so yeah Uh, he would, he's definitely going to be, uh, way up there on the list for sure. All
2: right. Is Wes's NIL on a fixed budget or open tab?
1: Nothing's an open tab. There's a limit to everything. Like the, the money is, uh, there's not a billionaire, you know, uh, benefactor, that just says go do what you got to do.
0: This ain't the Columbus um, wedding from last week that Ryan was at or 2 weeks ago. Come on. Yeah, man.
1: that's a different that's a different yeah. tax bracket. Um, but you know, I I think it's a situation where if if they need the money, they've been pretty good at finding the money. So, while I won't say open tab, I do think it is something that um, you know, they're in they're in decent shape. And NIO,
0: that Kansas numbers better shape than, than
1: I back. thought that they were going to be,
0: right?
2: And I'm sure that the most recent endeavor with Cincy Cincy Light is not hurting any of that either.
1: Oh, I, I, well, that's that doesn't have any impact yet. Well, it's in its infancy, right? That's why, but it will. And they made a damn good beer, man. They made a damn good beer. It's so good. So good. Ryan, we got to get you a couple couple cases. Have you had it, Ryan?
3: No, I haven't. I want to watch it. I mean, try it. Watch it,
1: well. <laughs> I don't watch know it what? I just I want, want to see
3: it bubble watch it too, man. <laughs> I just <laughs> want to just see it go down Can into just, my belly. Can
1: <laughs> I watch it ferment?
3: Like you want to go watch the tank? <laughs> no, I, I, I want to try it, man. Give me some of that sense you like. I, I need it. I've been drinking I'm way ahead. too much Mexican beer lately, man. I need I need an American lager. What the Modelo's? I've been drinking um Corona's and Pacificos. Okay. Pacificos, Pacifico's my just,
0: just just reliving your time in Mexico, I imagine.
3: Yeah, I know. I haven't <laughs> been the same, man.
0: Uh has the current
2: roster faced off against the TBT roster in open gym yet? Any word on how Reynolds and Ravon have looked in the Smith
1: League? uh no the the tbt guys aren't in town yet um i think that'll be next week and if they do face off i will do my best to be there and bring you all the information as we have done the past two years mm-hmm. uh i have not had a chance to go to the smith league so no i don't have word on reynolds and Rayvon in the smith league
2: we, all we know is we what we knew last week where ray dunked on uh, uh mamadou mamadou
1: diarra Do not jump when Ray's coming down the lane. Do not jump. Real quick, you go from do to (laughs) do-do. One second. I'll be right back. Um, No, I I
0: don't.
2: Any update on non-conference scheduling? Chad says no. That is the end of the basketball portion of the mailbag. Uh, Moving on to the... Banks portion of the mailbag. And I realized that I copied the wrong question for the first question. Quick edit. Rapid fire from Skins. Endless breadsticks from Olive Garden or biscuits from Cracker Barrel. Brent, what you got?
0: Well, I, I can't say I've experienced the Olive Garden one. Um, and Cracker Barrel, I, I don't recall biscuits, uh, but I like breadsticks more than biscuits, so I'll go breadsticks. What, what do you mean you've never experienced the endless breadsticks? I, I haven't like gone and sat down and eaten at the Olive Garden ever. Ever.
3: The wow. goat cuisine of Italy. <laughs> the Wyatt Fisher special. The Wyatt Fisher special was 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 that the go-to? He loved Olive Garden, like the one where you go and you get, you can like buy a meal, and then they like, and you also get one to bring home or something. Oh yeah, they pack you one up, like they oh. send you home. They you get a meal, and then they send you home with a to go container of a. Casianos
0: does that too. Get a little little two Crazy. meals
3: to go. Uh, I'm going breadsticks I've, though. I don't even remember the biscuits.
2: I yeah. I, w- I would concur. Uh, I'm also going breadsticks.
1: I think Olive Garden's breadsticks are a little overrated. Like they're they're okay, but they're not like next tier. Uh cracker barrel biscuits are mid. Hmm. If I had to pick a bread
2: You make rapid fire
0: the opposite.
1: I know. trying <laughs> to do this.
0: Before. Let me guess. You're gonna say Texas Roadhouse rolls.
1: No, because that's because of the butter. It's not because of the rolls are good, but the butter is what makes those elite.
0: Oh, Charlie picking...
1: rolls! No,
2: no, Charlie's are
1: gangster. Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster—it's probably the only good thing on the Red Lobster menu. But Cheddar Bay biscuits are phenomenal. So, yeah, I of those two, Olive Garden, but they're both kind of mid.
0: How about how about that that pumper? Rapid fire!
1: Cheesecake From Factory? Outback, Outback Steakhouse. Uh, I'd go Cheesecake Factory over Outback.
2: Rapid fire! I'll explain why I don't like either of them and pick one that's not even on the question. <laughs> Correct.
1: <laughs> I've been doing this for like two years, so we'd like the, the whole time.
2: The worst. Uh, Indiana Jones or Han Solo? Well, well, well how about the Thirty Indeed. Walrus? Do you guys like
0: Fazoli's breadsticks? The I would take Walrus. them over
1: over uh, uh, Olive Garden. Take. I'll take Good to have
0: first. you, Thrifty Walrus. He he was he used with... to throw out bangers. Good to have you yeah, back. Thrifty Walrus been MIA.
1: It's
2: dog yeah. days of summer, bro.
1: Welcome back, Thrifty Walrus.
2: Um,
3: uh, in, Indiana, Solo, Indiana Jones, Jones or Han Solo?
1: Han Solo.
3: Indiana Jones. And I love Star Wars. <laughs> you know that have you, you heard the if, the? if that's your answer, uh, I don't believe you.
1: Have you heard the theory that Indiana Jones is just what happened in Han Solo's brain while he was frozen in carbonite? I saw
3: that that conspiracy. Yeah. Interesting.
0: That's fantastic. I I don't understand anything that you just said, but I mean, that is interesting. Um, (laughs) Let's go, Indiana
2: Jones. You're the
1: fucking best. (laughs)
2: Uh, I'm going Han Solo without a doubt. Would you rather look like Ron Jeremy or 69 year old Bob Huggins in his DUI arrest picture?
3: Right. Who's Ron Jeremy? I don't even know who that is. Google, we'll it, don't we'll your screen. Google
1: it. Yeah, on your phone. Google
3: it. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you when you're older, Ryan.
0: Nah, just, yeah. just Google it. <laughs> I, I, don't,
1: I don't think you're old enough to know that answer. <laughs> Google
0: it and only look at the video response. <laughs> Have I told you guys i met
1: him? Have I told no. you guys i met him? Ron Jeremy?
2: Uh, Story time. I'm ready. They're, they're both disgusting humans. <laughs> I'm going no, I was
1: with- uh oh yeah, terrible. I was at I was I was waiting tables at Rafferty's in Florence, which is right next to like the airport Hilton. So one night we closed at like 9 30, 10 o'clock, whatever. And like we're we're pretty much closed. There's nobody else in the restaurant. Like we're doing our closing duties, we're getting ready to leave. And uh I look over at a table and I'm like. That looks like fucking Ron Jeremy. And sure enough, he had flown into Cincinnati to do something at Hustler with uh, Larry Flynn. And he was staying at the Hilton right there that's in the same parking lot as Rafferty's. So that was the only place that he like had to go to eat. So sure enough, it was Ron Jeremy, and I waited on him. And
0: but yeah, I'd, that was it. I'm Royer's I'd look deep in a Ron Jeremy search right now, aren't you? Look at that.
3: I, I saw just the opening lines of him being checked into a mental hospital. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, he
1: might he might go down as like the first famous porn star, like male porn star. Uh huh. I for
2: him, man. I'd want to look like Mountaineer Bob Huggins, where he had the long hair and the beard. <laughs> <laughs> and the <laughs>
1: Swing low, sweet chariot.
2: Or, or maybe, maybe mustard suit. Holy mob. Yeah, mustard <laughs> suit,
0: Bob. Well, did I, you mean, just, did you just I mean, I mean now, up Ron Jeremy, dude. No, now, oh, my now God. that I see, <laughs> now that I see, like why this guy asked about why skins asked if we're picking Ron Jeremy that that recent picture of the man. Oh, he's a mess. They're, they're oh, disgusting my. humans, both of them.
1: Yeah, The mess, a complete and total Jeez. mess.
2: All right. Uh, what's what's more important: an extra day off before starting a weekly this vacation, or taking a, vac- or taking a or taking vacation day, allowing a recovery day after a weekend you have an out of town wedding? Brent, you're the you're the uh, expert wedding goer, uh, even though Ryan's been to a more high high profile wedding than you recently.
0: <laughs> Recently, keyword. Um, <laughs> <Royal Redding, baby. laughs> you never been a a wedding. little bit the there. One that royal went to, I you don't know me very much then. I uh, do, I no. do Oh, all right. Well, you then, ever been well, to a wedding
1: where they check everybody's oil? Uh,
0: yeah, kind of, <laughs> right? Kind of, um. <laughs>
3: What's more important: extra
0: day off before starting with vacation or taking a vacation day following the recovery day? I, you know what? So the the smarter, more important thing to do would be that the the day off after. But I always do it before. I always do it before, and I just power through. I power through work that next day because I want to have, I want to have more fun. I want to have more fun throughout that weekend instead of just like use a use a day to recover. I just. No, I'd rather wake, wake up, worse. wake up, cold shower, go into work, have a coffee after what? What is it, Ryan? Two hours after the day started, then yeah. pound a coffee, second coffee, and, and you're good. You're you're back. There is him.
1: nothing worse than going back to work the day after you got home from vacation. There is nothing worse than that. Hey, Fuck powering through it. No. Like, leave me alone for a day. Just to like decompress.
0: You, Don't
2: most bosses know that though? So they kind of leave you alone. The insane thing that I
0: do sometimes is a you six a.m. flight back. I'm talking about when I was in corporate world. Oh, okay. A six a.m. flight back from the airport straight to work. Yeah, that's
1: you. The, you're a lunatic. You have mental health issues. If you're gonna, if you're, if that is your plan, I'm gonna fly home at six a.m. Land in Cincinnati at 8 30 and be at work by nine. Yep, I might have to fire you tonight.
0: <laughs> it, it's worked, Royer. Are you taking that Monday off, or are you, or are you taking Thursday off to, to go enjoy the festivities more?
3: I was agreeing with what Chad was saying about the day after vacation, but I feel like that. Does that are we applying that to like a wedding though?
0: No, it's not oh, wedding, yeah. it's yeah. no, it's like
3: it depends on the wedding.
0: Okay, out-of-town wedding. Okay, so, so let's just say like a bachelor party. All right, are, are you going to take Thursday off in order to get there like Thursday night? Or, or, or let's say take Friday off so that you can go Thursday night, you're there Friday, and then you just power through and you go to work on that Monday.
1: The question was not a bachelor party. It was an out-of-town wedding.
0: It's the same difference. You go, you go as
3: hard no, as you can you, at, like,
0: at
1: the wedding. Friday, you do a I would party. rather have the day wedding, off You come home back. on
3: Saturday. I go day off. off coming back and then just go in, get there and just roll, roll right through, roll right in. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I'm in the family mode portion of my life right now. So if I if I am taking vacation, I'm driving, generally speaking. And so that right. day before doesn't matter to me. I don't want the day before. I want a day
0: after all the time every
1: vacation. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, believe me, I'm slowly getting to that level, guys. So I, I hear. I've you. only
1: been a single dad for three months. Like I, I'm that, like. I've spent 16 years in family mode after day after for sure.
2: And the last question of the mailbag which of the major professional sports has the best all star festivities and why? Baseball, football, the NBA, MLS, or the NHL?
1: I will say baseball because it's the Mo said this today and I agreed with him. It's the game that looks most like a major league baseball game. Like, festivities, probably NBA, the slam dunk contest, the three-point shootout. But baseball has the home run derby. And then the next night, the game looks like a baseball game. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I'll tell you who's last is the doggone NFL, man. Figure that out.
1: It's all. But but you can't expect them to go out there and just destroy each other (laughs) with as much money as those dudes have on the line. You don't like want everybody. Go, I want. Like, I want a Sean out.
0: Taylor hit stick on a punter, man. Give me that. Give me that year. Never happening. Every Pro Bowl. But no, I I agree. Festivities part NBA, um, MLB though. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think none of
2: us know enough about MLS or NHL to make a justified opinion.
0: Well, Royer's oh, an NFL, NFL fan. I mean, NHL fan.
3: Yeah, I love the Jackets. The All Star Game is not not good though but like the festivities are pretty good shot, in NHL though right uh, the the, shot, the skills challenge i just love the game of hockey watching it live like you i would just love tune fights. In and watch. <laughs> fights are cool but <laughs> i would never it. like tune in like i don't give a shit who can skate around the freaking rink that <laughs> felt like yeah let's let's get the, let's get five guys on the ice and start and start What if a little bit.
1: What if there was a skill challenge where some dude just body checked you like unexpectedly in the <laughs> middle of it? Yeah.
3: Would you be more down for that. check.
1: Yeah, like just some guy is at at center ice and as you're doing the skill challenge, he just skates at you at a random spot.
2: <laughs> Have it be a Boom. mascot. Have it be a mascot.
1: Well, a, like a like a real hockey player dressed in a mascot suit.
2: No, no, the, wow. the person the person they hit is the mascot because it's, it's got extra padding and what have you. They're oh, skating no, 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 and you get, to, really. you get to you get the you get to check the the mascot.
1: No, no, I'm no, 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 no! You're missing the point. I'm talking about the guy with the with the puck trying to be <laughs> I'm... boom and he goes flying into the boards.
0: Deek, deek, deek,
1: deek. <laughs> I'm
0: just
2: saying. I think more entertaining would be people checking mascots.
1: That no, that's I'm, I'm not. I'm friends with with the mascot community, and I, I think that would hurt. I think it would be painful for those guys.
2: It's hockey.
0: I'm a, I'm a they get mascots. I think they're hilarious. They get they, back up. It's hockey. They get me get they us get out, out of here, Brent. That's that's the mailbag. They they get me giggling. Those mascots, man, they're great. Uh well, anything else, boys?
1: I'm sorry for talking too much tonight. I was overrested. <laughs>
0: I don't think you talked too much. I think I think everyone did very well. But uh, it's, it's not uh ongoing action. theme. It's an ongoing theme
2: since the nightcap last night. Cap
1: <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm getting back into my like like the season's coming up. I'm trying to get my work in.
0: 30 walrus so I agree with your last comment. You have to re-watch this on YouTube and go to the very end to see that comment if you want to. Um but aside from that, big big week coming up. Big 12 media days for the football program. Our boy Keegan will be there on site. You have to have
1: Keegan on next Monday. In Fort right? Worth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if you guys are having him on, on the BCJ pod, then, then yes. Well,
1: like UC goes Thursday and the BCJ pod is Wednesday.
0: Well, then absolutely.
1: So, yeah. Keegan, if you're listening, you're on Monday and you have to wear a mascot uniform.
0: You're you're, you're on deck. There we go. Uh, but uh, yeah, big, big week coming up for that. Um, Obviously, more and more happening along with the sides of football and basketball uh, preparations for the upcoming seasons as well as we get closer and closer to camp. Man, it is—it's uh, brewing. It's exciting. The, uh, the the beginning of the new era is here. So yet um, again, thanks for listening, guys. Big shout out, big thank you to Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Also, of course, a big shout out to uh, Adrian L. Henson Group, Low Miller Real Estate, and the. Final big shout-out to the Quick Paper Supply for their timestamps. But uh, for my guys, my pals, partners, friends, Aaron Smith, Chad, Brendel, and Ryan Royer, I am Brent Young. you got to get another fantastic PvP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya.